everyone, and welcome into another episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name's Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in. We are fucking dead right now. Came from the gym, worked those jobs. But what's new, right? <laughs> How was your week? I feel like... Wait, was I off this... Was I off? No, I wasn't. I don't even remember my weekend. I feel like it just went like... Yeah, my weekend was trash. It was so corny. Like, it, nothing cool happened. I got containers from Ikea. Oh, okay, something cool did happen. I saw my friend Lacey. And we haven't been able to hang out um, as much as we used to. So that was a huge deal. But um, seeing her was the highlight of my weekend. And I I think I got to sleep early. I mean, honestly, that's an achievement for me. Anytime I can be in the bed before 10 o'clock, I feel fucking joy. Like, I feel so happy. Oh, I did go. I, I found, because I thought I was going to have to go out alone because I got off early one day and I went out with Peter to get dinner. Definitely a perk. Which was exciting. Um, but I was caught off guard because the place we usually go to that has no people had a lot of people in it. Where? And then I realized it was Saturday. Tatuma? No. Tri- Triangle Tavern. Oh, there's okay. a lot of people there. Oh, that that's too small in there for I can't imagine. Yeah, I was like, um, but their vegan um, mozzarella sticks are they per, they did them over and they're really good. I haven't tasted those. They're really good. Okay, well, I'm gonna eat those soon. And let's get into this uh, Fay Four. So this week, you know, it's Black History Month, but it's also the month of Valentine's Day. So Sabria came up with the idea of. Black Fade for Black Heart Heartthrobs. So it's just those classically scrumptious black people from past or present. Which you is first. most black people. The yeah. first one is Gabrielle Union. Mm. I had I think she is just so beautiful like with age to me she just reminded me of like those beauties that like in movies where like everything stopped and she moving in slow motion yeah her hair bouncing yeah she's she looking beautiful. over her shoulder the second one i do not know how to pronounce his name but he is dr manhattan on watchmen his name is yaha abdul mateen the second Damn, that's a um, hell of a name. I think he is just so beautiful. Like I'm not necessarily attracted to him, but I just think he's so beautiful. He looks good in a suit. I don't even care about people wearing a suit. He just looks oh, like yeah. very. He, looks good as he hell. just very like tailored, and I feel like he could definitely be a new like type of sex symbol. Oh wow. Um, the sec. I mean, the third one is Ashton Sanders, who was uh Chiron and mm-hmm. uh, Moonlight. I think he is. So he played like the teenage one. Yeah. I think he is so cute. He's so strange. Never hear anything about him like in like the media or anything. I just see him like dressed up, like doing I don't know if he's on Instagram anymore, but I used to follow him. Um like he just would like look so nice all the time. Um and like he wasn't afraid to like be feminine or anything like that. So I thought I think that he also could be like a new like type of heartthrob. And perfect skin. Yeah. And another one um who recently I really like, maybe because I'm a bird, is Ari. Um <laughs> I think she is so cute. And I followed this fashion designer, I forgot his name, Justin. Shane, I think. Shane Justin. Forgot. But he like models all the Instagram baddies and um 
he one of she's one of the people that always models his stuff and I think she just looks so cute like I feel like she looks like such a doll and also like you were saying earlier I feel like because at first I mean I never hated her it's just that everybody was like I hate when people like put words into celebrities mouths and yeah. I feel like people would do that with her put words in her mouth Right, and her fans just were annoying as hell, and they were. I don't. I didn't like that they kept referencing her in conjunction with G Herbo. When they disconnected, and now she's just a standalone person. Now yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh shit! Sorry, I just read that Michael B Jordan received the Adidas box. Niggas still receiving these boxes. It's a box. Is this a brown like the, the brown? No. Uh. The the orange box. Because from... this rapper named Jungle Pussy, she received it in a brown box. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. like... I don't know why they just gave maybe because she lived in New York. That's fucked up. But I don't know why. Everybody went the orange joint. But that was four, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, my four all are from the nineties. Surprise, because like I'm I would just think about those heartthrobs when I was a kid or young woman that just really, really made my heart throb. I couldn't think of nobody. It was so year. fucking easy. Maybe if you say spell, I, it'll yeah. ring a bell. Mars Chestnut is number oh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How did I forget about him? When I think black heartthrob, he is number one in my mind. He is beautiful. Um, Him and the best man, when he beat the shit out of Tay Diggs, like, I was a kid, like, why? I don't know. I feel, like, attracted. Like, what's, <laughs> is this normal to, like, be into this like I don't know but Morris Chestnut has always just been beautiful and honestly scandal free yeah yeah I've never heard anything to be a black man and not say anything wrong other than Will Smith on social it's like what the fuck like he really must be just in his private life that's what it's so possible to just do your job and go home just go home to your wife and the thing he has a wife he's like had a wife for a very long time he's beautiful Mars Chestnut um Nia Long um my entire life she was the beauty standard like when I got my first pixie cut it was because of her like she is just this oh my god I remember like watching her as Lisa and the Fresh Prince just thinking like why is this woman so perfect and again you you saw her recently, but she's she's not aging at all. Not surprised because she's a black woman, but yeah, still, she looks great. Um, third is going to be Omar Epps. Again, after loving basketball, <laughs> changed everything for me. He is he also like funny looking, but like I get the appeal. Oh, I love it. I love like just this big eye chocolate guy that's just. Super dreamy. It's also this character in Love and Basketball now, as I'm older, uh, he was fucking trash. He was not a good guy. No. He was not a good guy. Like, no. the fact that he really did not understand, like, fucking Monica slash Nolathan at all. I'm like, bro, you could have done better to, like, work with her. You know she had fucking curfew. You wanted to get kicked out of school for your ass? Just because you found the, what? What was it? That his parents was getting a divorce or some shit? Yeah, that was, I feel like that, that's some suburban that's shit. That's so corny. Like, and then she wasn't, she was like, yo, come in. Come into my dorm. She wasn't saying she couldn't be there with him. She was saying, I can't take my ass out. How, it's like, the whole movie, he put her as number two and put himself as number one. Yep. And I, I honestly used to love, like, I play you for your heart as a kid. But as I'm no, that's older, like me. I break that nigga fucking ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, why don't you believe me that I like you? Like, why, why don't do you, I got to? And then you're going to tote around this new bitch in my face. You know, and he was like rude to her, like she did something. Meanwhile, she didn't get the yams to nobody the whole time she was overseas playing basketball. Was she better than me? Because she was in Spain. 
I've been going crazy. <laughs> These niggas just don't know. They don't know when they have a good bitch. <laughs> Finally, the last uh, person on my list is Bumper Robinson. Do you know who is it? Okay, so Bumper Robinson. I mean, just show, get a picture together because he. I'm everybody, yeah, everybody, look up Bumper Robinson. He played on like a different world, and just think about that nineties, that nineties handsome guy. That played the high schooler who was in the hallways. Oh, I never knew his name. I have had a crush on him since I was a kid. He is just beautiful. And then sometimes I see clips of him and Jada Pinkett from a different world. And the clips are just so sweet. Wow, and like he was really gorgeous. He looked like somebody that I cannot put my hand, my finger on. Oh, my God. And I haven't seen nobody that looked like him since him. <laughs> really? I feel like he looked like somebody. I Maybe somebody you even talked to, to be honest. <laughs> Who the fuck I talked to that looked like that? I don't know. Let me know so or I maybe can I saw, back. Or maybe I saw somebody just, like, randomly on Tinder that looked like him. Yeah, please. If you go to bed tonight and you really think of it, I don't give a fuck what time of night it is. Call me. He looked like so, he looked, he looked so familiar. Child, please. Yeah, we're going to have to think on but this. But this is not a good one. This, yeah, I know the one he's bought. No. Oh, okay, that hairstyle, yeah. No, he looks cute, bald. Um, I'm not a fan of the bald. I don't know if his hair shape allows for that, but he he probably had good reasons to go bald. Anyway, Bumper Robinson, if you listen to this and, like, you single, uh, hello. Also wanted to honorary mention Wood Harris. I don't know if nobody else like Wood Harris the way I do, but he yeah. is just so fine to me. These names, oh, my God. Well, okay, now, Wood Harris, I just thought that that was— Eric, you know who Wood Harris yeah, is? Yeah, I know who Wood Harris is, oh. but, like, that name, like, Bumper— Wood. <laughs> yeah, Wood Harris is so, like, I'm, like, looking. Oh, he's 6'3". Oh, yeah. He got that 6'3 walk. And him and Payton and Fool is my perfect guy. I'm A just... drug dealer that just wants to be left alone. Oh, my God. His wife. What? <laughs> she look like, she like? No, like, it's just, like, normal women. women winning. Again, I had a shot. You know what? When I see niggas with normal girls, I'm like, come on, let's be real. If this man was a normal oh, she guy looks cute right and here. he walked down the street with her, you'd be like, oh, what a sweet family. But we, she's pretty. But we so used to people being with she's these like surged up girls that if anyone's like just. I'm so happy. Like me with bags under their eyes. I'm so happy. And like her outfit like looks dumb. And like I just like that. <laughs> I feel like that's like very humbling. Yeah. Sometimes we just need these women. Oh my god, his daughter's so cute. But yeah, those are those are our fave four. All right, so this week we're gonna do a toast for a sis, and we're gonna toast to a Selena, Selena Castro's, and of course my notes just got lost. But our good friend Jerome sent us Selena's uh, page because she had sold out and had to restock her cards. Selena owns a company called Devereaux Printing Company, and she's Philly-based, and she makes the coolest cards. Like, um, if you had a twin, I would still choose you. Um, You're my favorite, John. And I love that that black people are, um, like, profiting off of that because there's so many, like— um, like Hallmark and stuff like that. They try to co- like hone in on that stuff. Yeah, and like don't, these don't, quirky yeah. white girls that make like Kawaii Drake cards and like they're making like cash. And it's like I'd rather it come from somebody who is immersed in the culture. Exactly. Who actually knows it. Um, I love it. 
Yeah, like she had one card. She said, it's like, I love you, no cap. But we're telling you all this because, you know, it's Valentine's Day coming up. And if you kind of want to give your friend or your boo, like, a special card that's a little different from, like, you know, Hallmark or Papyrus, you want to support a woman of color, definitely head over to her um, Instagram page. It's Devro Printing Co. D-E-V-E-R-E-A-U-X-P-R-I-N-T-I-N-G Co. Definitely check her out. If you missed that, hit us up and we'll send you her page. All right, now we're going to enter into tea time. Again, I just feel like in my head, I hear the sound effects, like Renaissance music and then clacking of a teacup every single time I say that. (laughs) Eric, if you you hear that, I'll see what we can do about it. I just hear the clacking of a teacup. I hear like dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Essentially the Game of Thrones theme song and then ting-ting. So, let's talk about that Super Bowl halftime show. I was at Whole Foods when it came on. Oh, excuse me. And I was just like, oh, cute. Like, it was just like, I could have definitely done without J-Lo. Yeah. Um, But it's, and I'm happy that, you know, the, like, Latin, like, community had, you know, a moment. Um to see, you know, people perform, even though Bad Bunny had the do-rag on. Also, like, I didn't name, even notice that. His, also, his name is Bad Bunny. That really trips me out every time. But I just feel like, I feel like the Super Bowl shows, it's like one week is a hit. I mean, one year is a hit. Beyonce. And then, yeah, and then two years in a row, it fucking... Trash. Yeah. But this well, even, I don't think that, like, the thing is, I don't think this was trash. It was Especially trash. not Shakira's part. And yeah, Sha- Shakira Carey. Shakira Carey. And also, like, honestly, Excuse me. what J-Lo coming out in that flag, even though apparently it was made out of feathers, I don't know. Listen, she came out with the Puerto Rican flag, and I know that made my Puerto Rican friends feel empowered. And that's all I can, I can, if we can take that away from it, I'm Mm -hmm. really happy because I know what it felt like when I saw Beyonce dressed as a Black Panther there. Like, I think the moral of the story is everyone likes to be seen. Exactly. Even though J-Lo is not Afro-Latina, she said the N-word, cool. Um, Yeah. Have a moment. I mean, sometimes you just got to take you know. Yeah, and you just like I'm getting to this point where I'm like I don't for necessarily forgive people because it's like would I be your friend though, but I do just be like ah, you know, because yeah. you a human being, and just and just no money or anything else can keep you from being imperfect. Yeah, but it just depends on your mistake, and I think it's a case by case basis for us individually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just was like. I mean, it was cool. I mean, I wasn't, I really was so, I've I've never been so far removed from the Super Bowl than I was this year. Yeah, me neither. Some lady was like, I was somewhere, she's like, you watching the game? I was like, what game? She's like, the Super Bowl's tonight. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? I ain't seen no promo. But you know what? That means advertisers aren't wasting their money on me. They know that no no content I consume would a Super Bowl spot fit. So but I they, just don't know about it. They spent a lot of money on those commercials as per usual. And apparently the um it was eighteen million people viewed the Super Bowl, but I, to me personally that sounds like low. That doesn't sound like a lot of people. Yeah, I guess it, I'm. I'm sure if you can compared it to like five oh, years ago. Oh, also since then, I was like confused why people was doing it. Why the Super Bowl was happening? People was posting Happy Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, that, that, I will never get over that. Like, seeing people shake their ass on stage, and she, they tried to ruin her because of that. And you know what? I don't know what happened. I think they had to pay Janet Jackson something. Mm-hmm. Because you know that she don't speak on it at all. She don't, but Janet Jackson don't speak on anything. She don't speak on anything, but I'm sorry. That could have, I feel like this could be a, could have been a, a black history moment that she would have spoke on just for, you know, just for the culture? The only thing she said was, I'm thank like thank you guys. Like it's very much very much appreciated. And I have like a special surprise for y'all for the support. Okay. When was that? She said that on um Instagram. I wonder what she got coming up. Because honestly, I'm here for whatever Janet has. Whatever she has, I'll give it, you know. As long as she decides not to just have a baby in the middle of the project again. I know. I was about to say, maybe it is a tour. Maybe it is. Yeah, like, let's finish last time. What did she say she decided to do? What, for the surprise? No, remember when Uh. she was having a baby and she decided to Oh, she said, I'm starting a family. She said something about starting a family. Yeah, and everybody was just like, okay. Yeah, she was like, I just decided to have a family. All right, not wrong, and and she was, but that kind of teaches me a lesson. You ever had feel like sometimes you can't get out of stuff because it's a huge commitment? Janet Jackson said, "Fuck them kids." <laughs> yeah, like going to work. Yeah, so um, I just really feel like he should be in the sunken place, but we have someone else there today. Um, GEZ and Megan Thee Stallion. I that was the thing is like you said earlier. I wish just Megan just stopped being. Nice she, to everybody. She, she just don't. Nice. I'm like, who don't you like? And like, that's my only critique. And like, I love her, but that's the only thing that annoys me about her is that she like everybody. And to a certain point, you gotta have standards. You can't let everybody in. Exactly, and that's one. And I'm pretty sure there's people that she hasn't let in, but like, I feel like she's too nice to men. And those are definitely the people that, excuse me, that you should definitely not be nice to, because. Well, I, I don't know if it was, like, promo for a song or something like that, but she don't have to rely on that kind of, like, she don't have to rely on shock value. And also, like, G-Eazy is not shock value. It's, like, ill. Like, yeah, like, it's more know, of a, like, bottom Ew. of the barrel. Like, my thing with, like, French Montana, kind of, all right, you can get some status from that. Mm-hmm. Wiz Khalifa, you get a little status from that. You know what I mean? Fucking Trey songs, that's in your community. G-Eazy, okay, let, for the people who live under a rock or if you're listening to this in the future, so if you're binging like six months from now, you, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? So we Excuse actually, um, we're actually talking about G-Eazy vacuuming fucking Megan Thee Stallion's face off and this very uncomfortable video where it looked like she was trying to playfully flirt and he just got way too into it if you ask me yeah that's and what I'm it just like, like why was it looked she like hanging she was trying to be like oh let's have fun with it like let's and he was really trying to fuck and I'm just like all right I never really paid attention to what G-Eazy looked like if we're being completely like <laughs> honest I was just like a white guy with black hair like darker hair but I was like he I like I picture him as a semi-attractive person but I don't really look at people who look like him direction like same with Justin Bieber like sometimes I can't remember what Justin Bieber looked like because that's just not my type of first of all I don't really white men that often but that type of white men particularly I just feel like I can't see and he just looks so clammy also um it's crazy because he had a crazy week because Somebody just people at a concert was just taunting Halsey, um, who was his ex girlfriend, 
um, and they were um, somebody was like, first of all, if you, why would you go to a concert and and chant somebody's name like the ex the ex person's name? I don't get that. Um, it's so, people do weird shit, and like if you're not a fan of somebody, like why are you there? But anyway, people were taunting Halsey and like chanting like Jeezy, Jeezy in the concert. And she was like, "I heard you. Like, who said that? Like, I'll get you kicked the fuck out. Like, whatever." And then she made like an Instagram post and she was saying like, um, "I know you think you're funny, you know, behind your computer screen, blah blah blah." But like, you know, I hope you never had to like be in an abusive relationship and like something like that. She said that because about you know being with Jeezy. Um, and then, cause they had like a crazy relationship where like they both were like caught with like cocaine on them, and like it was real crazy. He definitely. And then, yeah. and then um, so that happened within the same, literally within days. And then this happened, and then his girl, well, I don't know, ex girlfriend, whatever, this model he was dating, um, posted like was uh, jabbing subs. And the thing is, like, I can't get mad at her because like I probably would do the same thing. Um, as a petty person, I just think it's so weird. Um, and the whole situation is just weird. And I just went in 2020, Meg, I remember Megan posted, um, a tweet. She said, um, what the fuck she said? She was like, I'm not, uh, she said something I'm about, about not, fucking with you bitches or something, or something like, that. like that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not being, I'm not pretending I like something like that. And I'm like, you really need to take that into consideration. Yeah, cause you know what, G Easy, he makes he reminds me of like when I go get my car dropped off at like a um garage, and then I see the clerk and I be like call my dad because I'm like he's he gonna try to get over on you. Not only he gonna try to get over on me, he gonna try to lick my knees. <laughs> he gonna try to lick my thigh, lick my knee. Yeah, he and just with a, he got two pick in his mouth. And he just like keep rubbing his like keep rubbing he his look, hair back. Yeah, he looks <sighs> like a pervert. He does. And he was so like, you need to get tightened up. You be like what? Yeah. And he was so excited. And then like Megan like uh, she posted. Oh, she clarified. Um, like I'm not fucking G Easy. And then he posted. Um, like he just made his picture <laughs> on Twitter like black. And then he posted like he just made it black, and then he um like retweeted as something like something about being like not being appreciated, like something like that. But it's just like, first of all, um, first of all, I know Megan was playing from jump. He definitely took it too serious, and I picture her being like that crazy ass white boy was looking all over my face. But I'm like, yeah, girl, that's because he was crazy from jump. You shouldn't have did it. So some she said, all right, I'm not fucking G Easy. And then somebody says, so why was he sucking the makeup off your right cheek? And like she said, that, he honey? like um, he like Fenty. He like Fenty. And then Fenty said, LMAO says we. I mean, so like the good news is. I gotta find a good angle because I feel like as a Megan Thee Stallion stan, I was in crisis mode. I was like, this is not good. I don't want, no, not during Black History Month, not, exactly. my, not my hottie. Like, no. And also, like, I just, like, after Halsey, like, said what she said, like, about their relationship, I'm like, uh, Don't align kinda, yourself with him. Yeah, that's kind of like a sticky situation. Yeah, stay away from the guy. That's crazy. I just looked at his picture and I really, like, zoomed in and I was like, ooh. No, the thing is, did he just start looking like this like yesterday? Because I swear to I, fucking God, I thought he was like a kind of attractive. Yeah, me too. I feel like all right, like you know how what's his name? Oh my God, can I? I'm gonna say YG Kelly, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought he was like, like yeah, Machine Gun Kelly is absolutely attractive, but I don't really notice him because again, 
that he's just the wrong, he's just in the wrong body. But, like, he's undeniably attractive. I just assumed G-Eazy probably was, like, a shorter version of Machine Gun Kelly with dark hair. No, they're the same height. They like to run the same height. What? G-Eazy is tall. G-Eazy don't look tall. He like 6'4". Wow. Wow. He don't look tall to you? No. He look 5'8 to me. No, he looks very lanky to me. Like you had Every to time look. I see him, he wearing this fucking leather yep, he's coat. Yeah, six, he's 6'4". That's insane. Yep, him and Machine Gun okay, Kelly Okay, shit, the same now height. I'm looking at this picture of him and he look tall as hell. Yeah, he he really lanky. I feel like every picture I see, he just look like he fucking... A, it's because I just... They yeah. does a tall person. Oh, sorry. I just was in a very terrible mode because of that. But he don't look that bad right here. Yes, he does. I'm sorry. <laughs> he don't look like he ripped. Like. No, and also I feel like he's... This is a perfect example of white mediocrity. He made that one song, right? What else is he making? Am I missing something? Yeah, I can't tell you another song. Only The only know that song with, um, with Cardi B. He's Yeah, and I know he made something else after that, but I'm like, I just saw him on a cover of fucking GQ. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. Well, very, very is he high, modeling or something? Very high quality photos, too. Like, is he model? Is he doing something we don't know? All right, we're spending too much time. I just cannot. This I'm praying this will be the first and last time we talk about G. Ill, and then his girlfriend was 21. I'm sorry, like, not ill to her, like, ill on his bed. Like, <sighs> Billy Eilish is her name? Uh, Eilish. Eilish, yeah, I think. Billy Eilish. All right. So I don't know too much about her, but I really do want to start listening to her music, and it's because of the Grammys. Yeah. And for I her like being it. so young and winning all these awards, she dresses really cool. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely interested in it. I like her because people said that she looked like she worshipped the devil, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, recently she sat down. Um, and did a profile with one of these magazines, and she kind of was talking about how, you know, oh, it was she, it was to Vogue. She was talking mm-hmm. to Vogue about how there's a difference between telling stories and lying. Mm-hmm. And she was saying it's okay to tell a story in a song, but it's not okay to just flat out lie. She then went to go talk about how rappers actually lie when they talk about their guns and their bitches. She's like, you don't have a gun, and you don't have a bitch. Which sometimes is the fucking truth, but sometimes they do have guns and yeah. they do have bitches. And like now that I think about it more, she probably also was talking about like, um, like the rappers that you know, like SoundCloud rappers, like suburban white kids, or e- even like those type of rappers. Exactly, exactly. Like I don't I, feel like she was talking about like fucking two chains and like future twenty one savage and stuff no. like that. Like I really don't. However, like there's a good chance she may have been. She may have said something problematic. But I just feel a huge difference in in in. One, this she's a child. Let's talk, start yeah, there. Yeah, she, she's seventeen years old, and I feel like it's just so my seventeen year or my eighteen year old little cousin. The shit she be telling me that she's just so set on. I just listen to her because I'm like, you know what, girl? In about two years, that's going to develop. That thought mm-hmm. you have is going to not go away. It's going to develop into something a little bit more thoughtful. But 
I think you should be able to do what I did when I was 17, 18, which is say what you think is true. You you try to make logic without having all these other layers of the conversation. So I feel like uh, it's either what you said, she's probably talking about these suburban rappers, or she probably, she may be talking about rap. But my whole thing is, it's not like when Miley Cyrus, who was a grown-ass fucking woman, decided to profit, profit off of rap culture, mm-hmm. but then when she got her man back, decided to be a good girl again and go back to howling and yodeling and everything else so it's just like she's not profiting off this culture she can believe what she can believe she's 17 years old we can correct her without like you said creating think pieces yeah I feel like it's so unnecessary and I feel like it's weird also it's very like um it's very like teacher-esque if you will and I feel like um like I'm literally 10 years older than her and me like the thought of me like sitting at my computer or whatever and like typing up an article and writing and dissecting you know what she says is just very weird to me at my age like saying that I feel like it's very like um you're it's very um it's like this thing from the Simpsons and it's like old man yells at clouds it's like very (laughs) like it's very like an old person like being like look at these what these young people saying literally you don't have everything does not require um a reply or a think piece like i know some people are like press for articles and press for deadlines you have to say something but everything is you know some things are just as they are and especially as a black person you're faced with so many adversities 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 i don't feel like getting into this billy um Eilish thing like in a deeper like thing like I just I don't feel like making it a thing because there's so much going on there's like Flint still don't have fucking water um a bunch of people who was fucking protesting in Ferguson are dead nobody knows what happened to it's like it's so many other things I don't want to make this a thing no like and I just want to sometimes I just want to listen to stuff and I know like some people saying like I mean, I know her brother writes music for her, but apparently she wrote, like, there's something like a song where she's talking about, like, having sex with an old man or whatever, which is, like, you know, which is creepy, um, (laughs) the fact that she's 17. But instead of being like, oh, well, she got a nerve to say something about hip-hop, but she writing a song like that, blah, 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 blah. Instead of being like, you know, clap back, be like, wow, that is very alarming. (laughs) Um, instead of trying to like be like, uh, owned, gotcha. Like, it's just very, I just feel like it's very unnecessary. And like, yes, she wears big clothes and she dressed like big pun TLC, whatever y'all got to say. (laughs) Um, I just feel like, I, I just don't feel like it's a thing. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, our age are like, becoming that old man yells at clouds like you're becoming grumpy and you're becoming old and you want to be like look at the youth yeah because lost exactly because like you weren't able to do certain things at the age that she is and i see a lot of people doing stuff like that with like just every time a young person like you know that's in a spotlight you know does something black or white whatever you know color they may be um it's like such a rush to chastise them and i feel like that is very weird and i feel like it's very creepy and i feel like as you know an adult instead of you know chastising them being like you know 
think how, like you said, like, be like, oh, you know, this is how you think now. Because when I was a teenager, I was, like, very angry. And a lot of, and I probably, at 17, I probably would have, I not probably, I know, I definitely would have agreed with her. Exactly, exactly. I'm like, God damn. And it's just Why not y'all that... listening to kids talk? Exactly. I'm not saying not correct them because that's how they do turn into problematic adults. But, like, but bro, she's not somebody be... that I'm, like, you worried about. You don't cancel about. nobody. You just don't like. Oh my god! Just stop! Just fucking stop! It's just a. Th- it's just like it's everything doesn't have to be a thing. And I feel like there's so many things that people are trying to make a thing. And also, when non-black people chime in and do that, it's like, are you making a mock? You want to see me act a fool? You want to see me get angry? You want to see me be like, oh, I'm gonna call this? Like, I feel like it's like like almost like poking a bear. It's like, you know, I'm hibernating right now, but you're like, mm, let me see. Let me see. What can I... Oh, what do you got to say about this? You're not angry about this? You're not angry about exactly. this? Exactly. Like, I don't want to be it's like, like that. And even with the, like, Jay-Z and Beyonce sit during the national anthem. It's like, yo, bro. Y'all... Sit. I really am shocked. People still give a fuck about stuff like this? This is insane to me. Or, like, people just... It's just everything doesn't need to be a thing. Like, speaking of that, a fucking man fell asleep at the um, Super Bowl, <laughs> and people was like... They wanted to interview him, and he said no. And I'm so fucking glad he did not exactly. interview them. Like, everybody... It's so many things that people want to make a story or make a thing, and like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And it's like, sometimes I literally don't think any of it... Like, it's so many other things to... Think about, like, we don't even fucking know if we're going to make it to, like, fucking 2022, the way this fucking world is going. And y'all want to interview a a man who was probably exhausted. And do you understand how tired you have to be to fall asleep at a game? Like, leave that man alone. Super Bowl? Leave that fucking guy. Or how bad the game was. I'm like, what? Exactly. So it's just like everything. People need to just stop making things, like just things, things. There's so many other things to elaborate on. So many actual about. things to make things. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on into Khalees, um discussing kind of like Pharrell. Like, this is funny. You just assume certain people are cool, but it's just really... Um, you know, every time we just discuss celebrity news, it's always about something a little bit bigger. And I just cannot stress to, like, our creative friends, and, like, this is something I keep in mind myself, never, like, read the fuck what people are making you sign. Because Khalees is very transparent. Like, back when she was working with uh, Pharrell and she was under him, um, she did not read the paperwork and stuff like that. And because she did not read, she just believed what someone told her. And then she wasn't able to profit off of her uh, her music the way she thought she would have been able to. And it sucks because, like, as much as I believe Khalees, personally, because I just feel like there's something genuine in how she tells every fucking story. Exactly. Is she's not an attention hog. She, 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 has ne- she could have spoken on this years ago and continued to harp on it. You know, if it can happen to her, it can happen to anybody. And it has happened to many people. It's happened to Tony Braxton. It's happened with TLC. Um, Mace was speaking a bit earlier about how it's happened to Diddy. But she was just talking about how, like, all this stuff happened. And now it's, his, it's her word over his. So, like, when people give you guys contracts, anything, like, fucking read it. Get a second set of eyes. It's just sad because people, I feel like they are um, vetted. 
Like it's it's like the same way with older people who live in neighborhoods that are being gentrified. Mm-hmm. These people are poor. Sometimes they're older. Sometimes they inherited the house from grandma. Somebody will offer them a chunk of change and they'll take that, not realizing, all right, this person is about to make triple, quadruple over of what they just what they just, you know, offered me. So now I'm giving up something that I own for this chunk of change that won't last me a year. And it's the same way with, like, people who sign these contracts. Like, all right, you just, all you can think about is getting out of your current situation that you don't look, and then it's like, wow, this could cost me, um, this could fuck me over down the line. Yeah, I'm all, like, I love Pharrell because, like, growing up, he was, like, one of the weird, like, black people but i've had like for a little bit now had like reservations about him especially um because um i forgot he said something about like you know like um like black culture and like just making it seem like he was happy he got his he got his check his big check from that silly ass song happy yeah and he was like oh the way you niggas is moving is different I moved this way. So I, like, kind of, like, you know, like, like, whatever, like, shook that off. But, like, getting, like, trying to burn Khalees, that's a whole, that's, like, nah. That's definitely not cool. Because she was somebody that she was, like, I I knew about the Neptunes, but, like, she was, like, the, like, rock star chick, like, like, making music with the Neptunes and it was so cool and like her like her song like I hate you so much that's so mm-hmm. iconic I just wanna get along with you yeah that's Find like me. Oh, it's God. just like everything is just like so like she is such an icon and I feel like a lot of times she don't get um, she's not getting her accolades like she don't really get the credit that she deserves and people making like she's always complaining when she's yeah, she don't. oh man Khalees sucks for bringing up the fact that her ex-husband used to put his hands on her and the fact that she was stolen from like are you fucking kidding me you bring that shit up too or you'll do what she did you sit on it for years because you know about the backlash you're going to get but then you speak up when you feel comfortable and compelled to especially with it being a 20 year anniversary of that album that we all know and she said that at the time uh the 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 funds were supposedly split she said but it didn't happen and she was blatantly lied to but what gives me fucking like chills is that she said she saw Khalees years later at an industry event and almost felt inclined to say something, but she didn't. She said she, she, said she saw. She said saw, he did that. She he, saw Pharrell. Yeah, oh. and she said he did this thing to me that he's notorious for, which is making a nod from the stage to someone in the audience. So it seems like there's mutual respect when in reality. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to yell, you stole all my publishing. So you end up nodding back and everyone thinks everything's great, like whatever. And this kind of gives me goosebumps because this has happened to me. This has happened to me where there's someone who I want to tell off, but the space is inappropriate. I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to make this event about me. And then they'll speak to me. And because I freeze, I end up being like, hey, what's up? You know what I mean? And from a passer buyer, it's like, 
Oh, you're cool. And it's like, fuck, if I was going to say something, I should have said something before I said hello. Because then I said hello and it's like, we cool. Yeah. You know, that is just very real. You can't make this shit up. You really cannot. So I'm saying approach Pharrell with caution. Like, obviously appreciate all he's done for the industry, but you can't be going around fucking people over. And same with Diddy. Like, Mace's... Now, like, I'm not going to lie. The Mace situation was less articulated in a way where I understood. But that doesn't mean it's not real. You know, that doesn't mean that Diddy did not screw him over. But I'm like, it kind of makes me just nervous about the, 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 obviously you should be nervous about every, all billionaires and millionaires and trillion, you just should. But it just sucks because these are people that I always want to, I still do, not going to lie, I want to align myself with, but it's like, I'm like a Khalees. <laughs> would, would I fit in? Would you get over on me? Yeah, I don't want to be around any billionaires because no matter black, white, Asian, whatever, a billionaire is going to be a billionaire. It's going to be and you don't, You do not make that disgusting amount of wealth without shitting on other people. And it's just, like, so scary that people, I, like, you get so, like, it's almost like, um, like, I just watched the movie Venom and it reminded me that it's just, like, the money, like, gets into their veins and they get, like, crazed. Yeah. And they're like, more, 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 more. No, I can't give this away. Despite that, I feel like nobody fucking should have a billion fucking dollars. That it's just like, they need more, more. And then, like, you know, they're like, oh, I got to cut back on this. Oh, I got to cut back on this. And then somebody's getting fucked. But it's like, <laughs> Sorry. but it's somebody's like, getting fucked. but it's like, you, if you make this money, you know how to continue, like, continue to make it. Like, be fair. Yeah. Be fair. Give people what you what you owe them. It's just not cool. It's like on some modern day slavery shit. Like, yo. It is. And that's why it's like such bullshit when like these black niggas come together and they like was like, you know, powerful like blank billionaires. It's just like. Bruh, pay people what the fuck you owe them. Exactly. All right, real quick, we just got to touch touch base on this Terry Crews situation because there's been some follow-up. Follow Apparently, the, he no longer believes that the only woman he has to respect is Rebecca. That was such a quick turnaround. And uh, let's just... Let's let's read the the tweets and then we can get into that. Like you said, quick turnaround. So he starts this off by saying, "I told at Kevin Hart a while ago he needed to acknowledge the pain of other people. Right now, I have to do the same thing. I want to apologize for the comments I made. I realized there are a lot of black women hurt and let down by what I said." A few tweets later, he goes on to tag Gabrielle Union and say, "Gabrielle Union, or at." It's Gabrielle you. I want you to know it was never my intention to invalidate your experience. But that is what I did. I apologize. You have been through a lot in this business. And with that, I empathize with the struggle toward fairness and equality in the workplace. Uh, Gabrielle Union, I want you to know it, it was never. Oh, you are a role model to the entire black community. And in my desire to be professionally neutral as your coworker, I should have at the least understood you. And understood you just needed my support. Sincerely, Terry Crews. Okay, like you said, how do you go go from, I don't know what the fuck she talking about. That nigga ain't experienced none of this shit. I got yeah. a good time. Master feed me real good. <laughs> to, oh my God, Gary, I totally understand your impact. That's and like, very, I was just trying to be neutral. You know what? That's you not, are not neutral. Being neutral. If you were being neutral, you wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, but you know what? 
being neutral, suppose everybody was a fucking neutral whenever whatever happened to you and you was getting teased by all the niggas in Hollywood. Yeah. Nobody was neutral for you. So even being neutral is wrong, but you it weren't is. being neutral. So it's like... And Gabriel Union was one of the people who stood up for him. And when you were questioned about it, instead of you just being like, yo, I have her back wholeheartedly and, you know, you know, but I got to eat too. I got to feed my family. And I plan to make change from within. You could have just left it right the fuck there, but you went on Twitter... Clacking the keys, talking about Rebecca and your mom and everybody else. So and his wife probably was like, "What the fuck are his you wife?" About? And he probably got help from his daughters, his mother, his sister. He probably got help from everybody. I'm and I, I'm willing to believe that NBC was like, "Bro, you're not making this shit no better. Like, go apologize I right feel now." Like people aren't really watching America's Got Talent anyway. No, and like uh, Dwayne Wade said it best. Somebody please take <laughs> Terry Crews' phone. And I think that's just hilarious I because, like, everybody, some people on, like, the shade room were like, he was trying to apologize. Fuck your apology, bro. Like, I don't have to accept that. You said what you said. And the thing is that it's so— I don't it, trust that turnaround. It's, neither do I. It was too quick. And also, like, he publicly, like, he was, like, humiliating her. Like, make it seem like Gabriel Union, who's somebody who's such an icon, somebody that I personally think is so intelligent— so classy, make her seem like a fucking fool. Exactly, like oh, she just was being dramatic. Please, everybody was cool. How you don't know what she saw? Maybe because you were so busy in your tight ass suit, and you don't about have yourself. no, and you don't have no hair. <laughs> because it's probably she. They probably was giving her shit and hair and makeup. And also, like sometimes you, it don't have to happen to you. You just happen to see it happen to other people. You know what's wrong, and then exactly. that's enough. Everything don't have to be personal, and you don't have to experience it. But as a person of color, if you hear about somebody else getting treated like shit, you should, ears should perk up. So, yeah, Terry Crews, you still cancel. I don't give a fuck what apology you said. Yeah, that was just, weird. He just said, go also, away. like, he still said what he said about how, you know, kids need a uh, Mom and dad to grow up, nobody, same-sex parents can't rape. He still said that. Yeah, so. so it's just like, you know what? What happened to you was wrong, but how you're doing other people is wrong. And it just goes to show that unless the harm is being done to you, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. So... Um, moving on into breakups and break in, Sierra has announced her third pregnancy, which, you know what I love? A, a true surprise. A true, a true surprise pregnancy. Me too. That's why I'm just like... In Hollywood, there is a way that you can just navigate and nobody knows anything. And I loved it. Just like how earlier at Mars Chestnut, we know nothing of anything was going on with him. And I loved it. Nope. All we know is that he has a perfect smile and rich chocolate skin. Exactly. And, and like Sierra did not even know she was pregnant. No, same with Beyonce. Like, remember when she dropped that picture? But we Beyonce, like, I'm like, I'm not even counting her in this because she on a whole She on a whole level of secrecy. But it feels good to be surprised by a pregnancy. Like, I love a good pregnancy surprise. I like somebody coming and being like, hey. And I'm like, ah! Like, that's she good. Look, it's just beautiful. And she looks... Like, she like, far, like, five. It's like. just beautiful to see. Like, I remember, like, when Ashley Graham popped up on Instagram pregnant. Like, I get very happy. And she just had her baby. That's crazy. Yes, I get freakishly happy when I find out people are just kind of taking some time to enjoy their pregnancy, stress-free, not worry about nobody. And then they they decide to share it with us. But I'm happy because I know, like, boy, girl, whatever, their family is just going to get cuter and cuter and so, bigger and bigger. I'm so happy that I feel like this is what she, I feel like it's some people. This is all she wanted. Uh, yeah, I feel like some people are just made to be moms, and I feel like that's her. Yeah, I love it. And also, like, honestly, 
the older I get, the more I stand Sierra. Like the older I get, the more I like kind of go back in her archives and yeah, just, just appreciate don't her. Make um, any more new. Um, music is. just do it but honestly get in the studio with some niggers like stop fucking around with this pop shit get back and I want you she to give us something like, I like the way we ride it I, I want, like I that want that is over. no it's not like she can Sarah is a phenomenal dancer just She's don't saturated. don't say melanin again you know don't what? say yummy in my tummy again I would love if she had like a dance like reality show I feel like it would sound good, but I I know damn well I wouldn't watch it. I would. I love stuff like that. I don't. I don't like stuff like that because I'm just. Well, the thing is, let's get this straight. If it's some real dancers, fine. Yeah, that's but what I'm talking about. Real, yeah, like, real if, dancers. like I was picturing like some dancers like on some cheerleader shit. Like no, no, I want, no. I was not that they don't be killing that, but I want people to be like down low on the floor. floor yeah, like, that's what I was. Pi- that's what I was picturing. Like real, like real dancers. Yeah, I just wanted to make music because her music has been really good. Like even I bet. That came out right right after that. That's a really good. That was song. a good song. I really like that song. And give me give me that. Oh my god, I've been listening to that at the gym nonstop. That's a good one. So and work featuring Missy. True. All right. So also we want to talk about Zendaya and her new boo. Like I'm sorry, I've been seeing like pictures of them together and they look really really cute. Fuck, what's but, his name? Because I just Nate. <laughs> okay, so yes. Zendaya is dating but seeing her Zendaya, Euphoria co-star. Seeing her date somebody is weird to me. It is, but like something about their energy seems like it just kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's just like baggy clothes. Yeah, so she's dating or uh, allegedly dating her. Uh, they are dating co-star Jacob Ellardy. Uh, he said that she's like a sister, but that kiss didn't look sisterly. What? <laughs> what the fuck? No, because this is one kid. Okay, okay. So it might be the camera. Like, what about might... this one here, though? Let me see. Cause this kiss, that's like a peck. No, cause he might have been going down to say something, but that par- paparazzi camera they gonna take it and be like, oh, this is a kiss. So I, okay, so the one on kissing her on the cheek that looked like that, but look, this is full on kiss. He has his arm around her. And I've we've been kissed like this. Uh, have I? Um, I feel like I don't know. Why would you say that? She's like a sister. He said that days ago. No, and then this picture. Was I caught. really think it was like because they be taking multiple frames and stuff in the movement. I think it was so. What she had something on her face, and he just or decided maybe, to look it off. Maybe sometimes, like you know, when we tell jokes or something. Like he probably was like closer, like whispering something. I don't know, but that is weird to me. You cannot say she's like a sister and then um, do that. I don't know. I just I I'm getting couple energy, but I also see it at this point. I I just I don't know. I think they're cute together. I don't see. I feel like Zendaya kind of got energy like us, where she just don't be wanting to date that much. Yeah, and don't say don't say that. He's like she's like a sister, and then kiss her. Tuh. That's weird. I just want her to say something. I want her to be like, okay, guys, yes, I'm dating. Leave me alone. I feel like she would never say anything. I know. I just want it so bad. (laughs) That's very weird to say. I'm just, I can't get over that. She's like a sister. He said it days ago. I don't think that's making it any better for you, though. No, that's making it even creepier. Yeah, because it says Zendaya's Euphoria co-star Jacob Ellardy gives her a kiss after saying she is like his sister. And I'm like, bro, just say I'm your buddy or something. Like, if we gonna lie, let's not lie in a way where it look it's weird moving forward. So fucking weird. 
It gives me the fucking creeps. But no, seriously, outside of that weird comment, if they are together, I'm I don't know. You it's something about this I'm so good about. I'm laughing because somebody it was a picture of them together. Somebody retweeted it and said, Bring back our girls because it's between <laughs> that and then Megan the Stallion. No. <laughs> this is hilarious. But like, all right, Nate is is not Jacob yeah. Elodie is not G Easy. He's not. He's like honestly, I feel really cool about this couple. This is a couple that I feel like I could, I have crossed paths with. I feel like this is a couple that like um you meet when you're in grad school and like she, she they're both students or even undergrad because I feel like I've met this couple in undergrad. Yeah, and like they, they're always you they you go places with them and you're like wow they're both cool both separately and together. Yeah, exactly. Couples like that undefucking feed it. I love them. All right. Honestly, I forgot who this man was just as soon as we put him in a sunken place. Huh? Not going to lie. But his name is uh, Milan Christopher. He was on one of... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just want to start before we tell you why he's in the sunken place by saying, Can black people, stop naming yourselves Milan. Okay? Well, that's like a, ho- that's like a house. Like a... Um... Okay. Usually it's like the like usually it's sometimes like the last name like House of Milan, House yes. of the yeah. So it's like a house. Okay. Well, and if, he come from a ball. He come from ball culture. All right, but outside of him, <laughs> stop naming yourselves Milan because I feel like y'all know what I'm talking about. Every yeah, time a black person want to make their daughter sound classy or change your name <laughs> to sound classy, they start naming themselves London yeah. or Paris yes. or Milan, yeah. and it's just like. Oh, my God. It makes me cringe because it's like, yo, bro, it's not your culture for real. That's, like, totally Italian, totally French. Like, it's just, uh, it don't be your culture. It just makes me so mad. Definitely. You're going to always meet one black girl, but I want to name my daughter something different. I'm going to name her Milan. (laughs) Like, uh, ah, ah, ah. but I guess he gets a pass because he comes from He the gets ball. a pass, and I didn't understand that, but he gets a pass, but mm. he's also not every, the rest of you bitches is not in the ball. Let's be the fuck real. Period. That's just it. So, outside of that, he decided to tweet the other day, five days ago. Now, and I heard of toxic masculinity, but it has to be a terminology for emasculation or toxic femininity. Just like it's nothing wrong for a person to proudly show their feminine side, it's definitely nothing wrong for a person to want to show their masculine side. Let's, um, let's, being femme is the only way to be celebrated within our community. You can celebrate all facets of your personality and whatever puts you in your happy space. If you want to be femme one day and not the next day, that's your prerogative. Be you. Um, then he said, there is an evident and obvious apparent intentional lack of mass gay black, gay black men representation in entertainment. Whether you accept it or not, it's a fact. Whether you want to glorify or dismantle me for speaking on it doesn't change the fact of lack of representation. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Bro, how are you going to sit up here and push the agenda of, of talks of... Um, the the gay agenda as a gay man like am I am I confused here? Yeah, that's that's very um like internalized like homophobia and like some like as like listen to that like I'm like oh he could every time he could have had a point he did like yeah he like didn't it like fell flat and it's like the reason why like a lot of femininity is being celebrated now is because it has been like shame yeah so it's like people are being like it's nothing wrong with being feminine also like masculinity is not natural like if you notice when somebody is like hyper masculine masculine it all of their 
um, actions seem very performative and like very forced and like how like people have to be like I'm strong it's like not it's not fucking natural and like I watched um, this documentary called I think it's like the the mask we wear um, and it was talking about like how talking about masculinity and like how young boys like grow up like you can't so like for instance like how um, some people would say like crying is um is feminine yeah and like that's like very natural but then tell somebody to stop crying while they're in the middle of emoting and like a man up and like do that that's not natural no not natural because it's like putting a halt on like your emotions and then you get all this built up anger and then you do some like strong shit and people like oh that's a man yeah, and it's just like like oh, it's, here's this agenda to make us all weak because we're fe- like stop again, stop using feminine and and weak as synonyms for one another. Yeah, they're not the same thing. Somebody can be strong and feminine at the same time. Exactly. Like so, like what what's the problem with having these? Like I always say, you have to be masculine in order to be successful in some ways. Yeah. Because to be masculine is to be strong. It is to be assertive. It becomes toxic when you start, like you said, suppressing the human qualities of yourself to meet like these weird expectations. But like you know. All these, uh, it, to be successful and gay, you have had to be masculine in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. How you choose to show up, how you choose to be, should not be, uh, should not be criticized from somebody else because it doesn't fit their agenda. And like, I, I, I know like it sounds weird, kind of speaking on the outside. Like, how am I going to put a gay man in the second place for? talking about an issue within their own community. But I can honestly say, like, just having some gay men around me, I've heard them say really transphobic things. I've heard them say things like, I mean, it's all right to be gay and all, but don't be doing come on, all that other shit, dressing like a woman and stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still a man. And for me, that makes me sad because I'm like, damn, you got half of it, but not all of it. Like, you really, it's just like everybody trying to make the next person a nigga in a way. Yeah. Because they're always trying to to use a little bit of privilege they have in society to kind of shit on other people. How is that healthy? Yeah. And also, like, it kind of makes, like, me uncomfortable sometimes because, like, sometimes I am, like, you know, very feminine and I want to be, like, you know, like, loud in my femininity and even though, like, they would, like, you know, be like, well, that's okay. Like, that's good for you. But I feel like everybody should be able to, you know, express that. Like, everybody should be able to, you know, express, you know, their femininity and who they are. But it's just, like, I was, like, th- and, like, also, there are, um, so I know he said something about, like, you can't name, like, five um, mass. G- mass, like, gay men and, like, you know, like, celebrities or something like that. And, like, even, like, not off the top of my head, I'm not, like, keeping track of how people, um decide to go about their life like i'm not keeping track like oh this person is feminine this person is masculine like let me check that down but there there is you know some representation it's just that um i guess i don't know he's like talking about his circle or like maybe which his circle is like loving hip-hop and like <laughs> the shade room like i don't know maybe yeah, he the shade was room like, comments yeah the shade room comment section like i don't understand like what he was trying to say um, and also, like, nothing, there is 
a lot. Masculinity does need to be critiqued. Um, not even like in all communities because it can be, you know, toxic. Um, and it can perpetuate, you know, violence. Um, and it can, um, the way, like, if somebody sees, you know, um, for instance, like, you know, a trans woman acting a certain way, um, how she perceives herself and wants to be perceived, people are like, oh, like, you know, you shouldn't, you know who you are. Like, what? Excuse me? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, fucking, people brought up that fucking nut-ass clip of fucking little mama, um, coming at fucking one of the most iconic ballroom, um, vulgars, um, um, Miss, uh, oh my god, why am I drawing blank from her name? Sorry, I'm tired. But, um, little mama saying to her, like, you know, you need to know who you are, like, you know, and you're acting like, you know, a certain way, like, what I'm trying to say is, when you talk like that, you give cis people uh, okay to be like, yup, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yup, yeah. you give it's cis... It's like you're being a pick-me a exactly. little bit. Exactly. You, you give cis straight people the torch to be like, yup, that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. That's and exact- they wrong regardless, and, but it's just, cr- it's just like so disgusting. Exactly. And like some things, the way you feel, some things like... And even as a black community, we need to do that. Do this. Some things is just kitchen table talk. You don't say certain things to give other people, you know, the ammo. To like be like, "Yup, that's exactly what I'm talking about." Because if I'm critiquing my community, and then fucking somebody outside of it be like, "Yup," I'm like, "The fuck you mean, yup?" Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Help that man. Pray for that man. Yeah, he just need to get out the shade room comments. I feel like no, he so. just need to stay there and stay the fuck off Twitter. True. Like, oh my god, all the all them people with an exception of Tanisha that be in them shade room comments get under my fucking skin. Yeah. Like seriously. Always the same people. Okay, so next we're gonna move on into common senses. And this week we wanna talk about authority, 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 authority. Um, and when to challenge them and why you should not always trust it. And I think that, like, you know, there's a certain part, part, point in our life developmentally, developmentally where we go from believing that every person in our life who is a teacher, who is a parent, who is a cop, who is an adult, is correct because they're older. And then there's, like, this big shift that happens where we're like, um... No, that's not true. I should be challenging everyone. Um, But sometimes it can be some gray areas as adults. Like, all right, when do I trust this person versus when do I? When do I not? And I struggle with it, like, so much. Because sometimes I think people are right just because they are, like, maybe they're, like, a supervisor or, like, they're my parents. That's something that I'm just like, oh, like, I think they're right. And even though the stuff that I want to do they have never done, I still trust their word on it. Because I'm like, oh, like, you're a parent, like, you know. And it's like things when you were trying to do what I'm doing – well, first of all, you haven't even tried Rob, to do I what say, I'm doing. When were they? So, yeah. like, you haven't even tried to do what I'm what I'm trying to do. So it's like, why would I take your word for it? And it's because um, this is why I am kind of glad that like 
teens now are like just saying what they want and doing what they want and just not being scared and being like challenging you know the fucking government and shit like that like they're not a lot i don't know what generation this is is it i forget the name of it yeah i think generation Z Z. or gen z they're like not scared of authority a lot of them are like okay like y'all are just like idiots like we know like i even though you know they might change their opinions when they get older i really love that because like when i was younger it was a lot of things that i wanted to do and a lot of things that i wanted to say but i just was scared because i'm like oh i can't do this because you know xyz Mm -hmm. like um oh my gosh like what will my parents think what will you know this manager think like oh my gosh like this because even i always say this like how i had my fucking like instagram private for so long and i had my twitter private because i'm like oh like what will these people like you know think of me whatever then when you like get to a certain point you're like what the fuck do these people know exactly and like i struggle with my parents as well like oh my god i really care about what they think and it's finally getting to the point where when my when I want to do something and I've decided that it's best for me and my parents may they gonna say what they gonna say but I'm just gonna take it and at the end of the day they can't do anything about it that feels really really good to me but I'm just getting to that point and sometimes I still get anxiety because I know. I think I know that if I do something they advise against, if I mess up, they're the ones who are going to have to help me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's, it's healthy to, like, I feel like I'm my parents' investment sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, if I do something wrong, then they have to clean it up. But it's like, yo, you also fucking had me. I didn't ask to be born. Yeah, exactly. So now I don't owe you now to just be loyal and do whatever the fuck you think is right. Because that's not how life works. I'm exactly. sure, and I'm sure you don't you don't you didn't do that for your parents. And it's like you're living their life, not yours. Exactly. Just because you birthed me. Yeah, you you birthed me to be my own person. You didn't birth me to control me. I I should hope you didn't do that. And if I make a mistake and you decide to make me pay for rebelling against you or throw it in my face, honestly I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't care. You shouldn't have had me. Like I don't know what to say. Like yeah, that's how I, I feel. really don't know what to say, bro. Like you got a child and it's a lifelong commitment and I'm gonna have kids one day and they're gonna fuck up and make mistakes and I'm gonna have to watch and be like all right you know what I mean if you get into my dad always tells me like you know if you get into some shit I'm gonna have to clean your shoe if you step in some shit I'm gonna have to clean your shoe and he said I'm okay if you step in some shit on accident but if you just walk right in it and trample all in it and mess up your shoes I can't do nothing for you and I understand that and I'm like, I'm prepared to clean the shit off my own shoe. Yeah. Sorry. Very disgusting <laughs> way of just explaining that. But that's just what we, that's something we talk about all the time. Now, when it comes to authority, like police officers and managers, I have a hard time respecting them now i feel you on that social media thing because not because like i'm afraid of or anything but because i really don't want people in my business and i don't want people talking to work iman like i'm outside iman like who i show up to at this job is who i who i want to be yeah for you but a lot of my ideas don't always align with the values of this organization don't always align with your your values as an individual so i feel like that needs to be left at home but I have no 
I have to have people tell me like, hey, you cannot talk to this person like this because they are in a leadership position. And I'm like, hey, I can say whatever the fuck I want to whoever, whoever pushes me to say what I want. But like that can also be a problem, too, because like I said, I 100 percent lost a job because of that. And, you know, too, like, <laughs> uh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So it comes this thing where it's like, all right, so, and some sometimes like. Uh, managers and and people in power they can be fucking bullies and sometimes yeah and people get on a power trip and like some people just because somebody has gotten to a higher position doesn't mean they know anything and that is very evident with you know who is apparently running this country right now yeah it's like sometimes people have the experience that some people just just are yes people and they – with some things, you just have to follow the rules. And some people just follow the rules, and that's how they get to where they were, and they just don't know anything. They don't know shit. They don't know how to um, how to resolve conflict. They don't know how to not be confrontational. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to, you know, address certain things without making people feel un- uncomfortable. And it's like – you don't even know how to do the basics of your job. You just had a title. Yeah. So it's like, why should I even, like, respect you? Like, I don't... And, and also... Uh, and you're not right. You're not right You're for, not correct. You're not correct for just being, you know, a supervisor. You're not right for... Especially, you're definitely not right for just being a police officer. Or you're not right for just being this, like... That's something that I really struggle because I always think that people who are, like, above me are, like, for some reason, like, right. Like, I don't even try to question it. I'm like, oh, like, you know, this person, like, you know, you know, they are right. But, like, recently I've just been, like, questioning it. Like, hey, that's not true. Like, you know. Yeah, and also, like, what are you going to do to me if I tell you that what you said was incorrect by the rules, you know? And, like, that's my whole thing with people. It's like, you bought me here because you thought I took initiative. Now I'm going to take initiative on your ass and expect you to be accountable for not following the same rule you told me to follow yeah. because that's going to make me really, really angry. And I value me more than I value you. Like that's, that's how I have been thinking about it. And I'm like, also like, let's be real. If I do fantastic work, your ass is going to get credit for it. So I get to kind of have a little bit of a voice in how things are done around here. Like you're not, it is, there's no HR rule that says that I can't tell you to not mistreat me. Mm-hmm. There's no HR rule that says that you, you know, and you obviously have to be careful because, you know, if your livelihood is at risk, if there's, if you're working for a small business owner and there is no HR, mm-hmm. uh, if you're talking with a police officer and there is, is no HR and your life could be at risk, like there are definitely times where you have to know, like, all right, I don't trust this authority's opinion, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't know how that will end for me. Like that's, that's respectable too. You have to play it by ear. Um, for me, a big thing that I do is uh, I actually we were talking about this today at my job and I thought it was really, really, really um, like really important and timely advice. But one person was saying, like, if you're going to play basketball, you need to learn the rules. If you're going to play football, 
you need to learn the rules. What you can't do is walk up on a basketball court playing, doing football shit because that's just what you want to do and you think that that's how the, the game will work different. So in other words, you can't just rebel because you think what you have to say is more important. You have to be a rebel with a cause. You have to be a rebel with a cause. And you have to learn the rules so that you can fight against the mm-hmm. rules. People be trying to fight against the rules and it's like, no, sis, that's right and plain right and that you have to show up wearing black shoes. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that you're wearing those dove gray boots, you're going to have to go back home, hit up Payless, <laughs> oh, do whatever God. the fuck you got to do, but you you didn't know the rules. So my whole thing is learn the rules top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. One time I was at a salary job. I used to get to that job maybe 8.15, supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. I had like a manager actually tell me, you're big, you're coming late every day. And so I'm like, whoa. And they start saying, like, and she, at this point, this woman just did not like me. And she was kind of trying to use this lateness as a way to just kind of push me out of the organization, if you ask me. Um, we ended up being cool, but, like, that's just how you have to. Anyway, so she was telling me, uh, you know, this 815, you know, the late policy says this, says that. So I'm getting nervous because if you know me, I don't like being late. But I just figured, fuck, I'm salary. And plenty of other people come in with me. A A15 too their, their seats just isn't in the view of the boss mine is so one how are you going to talk to me without talking to everybody that's number one yeah. number two let me see what the formal late policy is so I go look at an employee handbook there is no late policy in fact, I found out while there was an elatement policy, there is a policy that said that we're not allowed to work over eight hours. So this individual was talking about how, you know, we are 24 hours on call for what we have to do. So if there's an emergency that goes down on the week. So I'm like, no, according to the employee handbook, we ain't supposed to be doing that. We're supposed to be doing our 48 and then skate. That's what I mean, our 40 hours and then skate. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So like I went to them and I'm like, OK, so are you making any rules up for your own department or for me specifically? Because they're. There is no time in this fucking handbook. As a matter of fact, they're saying what we currently do is wrong. And third, how are you how are you communicating that this is the late policy, not after somebody has fucked it up, but before and to everybody? Yeah. So I am not in. Yes, it, it's going to be very uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. Yes. The lunches are going to be uncomfortable. The meetings are going to be uncomfortable. But it's you or them. So learn the rules and do not be afraid to be like, this doesn't meet the rule. If you don't like me talking to you about it, maybe we can go to HR and talk about it. But like, I'm, I'm that person. Yeah, and also realizing that some people do things because when people, sometimes when people are in a position of power, they will take out their personal pet peeves. Oh, absolutely. So they're like, personally, this irks me. So I'm going to make this a rule and tell you how it feels. And then, like, I mean, tell you what it is. And I feel like um, not being afraid to, like, challenge authority, you have to learn how to, like, read body language and be able to, like, sift through bullshit. Because a lot of times people really just be saying stuff. They're like, oh, personally, I don't like this. Yeah. That's, you got to learn to read between the lines. Like, um, for me, I'm, like, fortunate that I'm currently at an organization that respects things like head wraps, that respects, like, cultural things. But there are so 
many organizations who truly, truly, truly need to become more open to, like, headscarves. Yeah, I can't wear one. Yeah, like... And that kind of hurts my, like, feelings. Yeah, and I feel like if it was the hill you wanted to die on, you absolutely could fight against that because yeah. it's like, you don't know that... Because essentially it it is, like... Racist. It's racist. It's like saying you can't wear braids. Yeah, because it's it's definitely a cultural thing. It's definitely... It's protective. Yeah, it's protective, and it's a cultural thing. So it definitely is racist, and like you said, if that's the hill you want to die on, go for it. Personally, I don't... I personally, me personally, I have way too many tattoos to die on that hill. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to take an L on that and I don't always wear it um, all exactly. the time. But I feel like for the next person, it's like, wow. Like, yeah, and there's going to be somebody who is that head rep girl yeah. who's going to be like, oh, hell the fuck no. What you mean I can't wear my head rep? Like, are you, are you kidding me? Because it's definitely like, the, think about it, it's like literally cultural. Like, <laughs> like, it's literally a part of black culture. Ugh, but okay. um, realizing that a lot of people are just on power trips is um, helping me more. And being like, for the most part, I don't care. Like, honestly, I like when people, not like I like when people tell me to do it. I like when people are like, okay, you have to do this, be here. Um, this is your responsibility, stuff like that. Like, I like that. But when people are just telling you to just do shit just to make you look like a um a fucking clown essentially yeah and then can poop it's like um yeah i'm not getting down with this shit because some people just make some people just in the authority just in authority just when you play how far can i make this person go exactly Exactly. And you can, I'm just like, oh, I don't have the personality for it. And it, I don't mind being led. Like, I do not mind being led, but you're going to have to be competent to lead me. I'm not following behind no dummy. That makes me a dummy, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, if, if I don't trust you and I'm like, I don't care how many jobs I'll have to get fired from because my dad already told me that like a while ago. Like, being outspoken, unfortunately, right or wrong, it, it's like it comes it comes with a lot of perks but it comes with a lot of negative as well and sometimes the risk really is insane but i'm like it's it's perfect to me because i'm i'm just i'm not people will take advantage of who they think they can mm-hmm. and that's one thing i've learned in life but from school bullies uh bosses and everybody they will take advantage of who they can and who they believe won't speak up so that's my lesson for today and by lesson for today, not for just for you guys, but for myself, like just reminding myself to continue to like a challenge authority um, within reason um, and make sure I know what I'm talking about when I do go to them so that I can actually turn out some results. So that's it for this week's episode. When I tell you, we are just so tired. Like this was this was a rough one, but we got through it. We hope you guys enjoy it. Um, make sure you hit us up on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at It's Mate. And actually, I'm sorry. You can find me on Instagram at Iman Mate. You can find me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria. At It's Frank FM on Instagram and Frank FM underscore on Twitter. 
No, yeah, Franklin underscore on Twitter. Okay, also make sure you hit us up in the emails. We've been receiving some awesome, super heartfelt emails, um, and we appreciate it. Again, more listener letters, so be sure to send us uh, what's going on in your life. Also, um, be sure to leave us a five-star review and let us know how you feel on Apple Podcasts. All right, guys, we're out of here. Bye. Peace.